When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. W- what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Come on! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. Postgame podcast. Uh, your crew, your postgame crew is here. Uh, Carrie Murdoch, Eddie Radosovich, and uh, George Stoya. And I promise, George, uh, now that the regular season's over, I'll, I'll get the uh, intros changed for you, okay? I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> uh, we are here. Uh, we're laughing. We're laughing. Uh, OU wins it 69 to 45. Uh, Eddie looks like a Unabomber right now, and he's two beers deep. Uh, he's pulled the hoodie up. <laughs> four. Four beers deep. Oh my God. I've had four. <laughs> Did you get a 12-pack or a 6? A 6-pack, but I was uh, not there's extra aware the that there are beers back there. Yeah, there's extra in the back. Right, George and I haven't been able to fill up the waters because of all your beer back there. That's fine. We don't need water. I drink a lot of water I think these days. That we, I think you also hang out with that- Josh Gideon. I think that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, he won't be back on No Use Campus anytime soon, will he? I, well, <laughs> maybe. I, don't, I mean, he might have to. They're of age on campus. Yeah. Maybe he needs to be on campus more. Yeah, is what that, the, that's the, exactly the right. Is. That's exactly right. All right, Sooners win at 69-45. Guys, it was... Uh, they gave up 45-1 and one by 24. They gave up 22 points in the, in the third quarter. Abomination is they what Brent Venable said after the game. They had 221 yards in the first half. Then they come out in the third quarter. They gained 228 yards of total offense and scored 22 points. Luckily, the Sooners scored 10 in the third, too, because that kept them at arm's length. Uh, and they never got closer to, to other than two scores, but at the same time, it just wasn't pretty. It was uneven. It was, it was messy. Uh, it, it was kind of like... You, you felt kind of like you did after yesterday eating too much stuffing and turkey. It was just like you just you just felt kind of gross. Do, do you think – I mean, and I, I honestly don't know what the issues are with the defense because they just haven't been very good the last few weeks now. Is it a product of – are they just getting, like, worn down at the end of the year? Like, I don't know what's going – like, the linebackers, the linebackers have just are been the problem terrible yeah. I mean, the last the, two weeks. And it was like, like even Danny. Danny's not been good. No, and he got yelled at quite a bit today. Yeah, uh, going over the sidelines, missing. I think the quarterback keep for a touchdown. Uh, it was largely his fault, uh, and Brent let him know that it was all the linebackers' fault. I mean, yeah, they no, all Kanick wasn't good on the run. In the Kip in, wasn't good. And here's the thing: Kip was really good in relief, and then he came in as a starter, and he was good for a game. But then, like, BYU, it just wasn't. Like, what was the game where we were like, Canick played really well in the second half? I think West that, Virginia. That was the West Virginia game. 
Uh, and since then, it's just kind of like falling apart. It's like they lost their groove at the linebacker position. Yeah, and I, I don't think safeties are, are filling the, the running lanes very well either, but it's it boils down to the linebackers. And, and I actually thought the defensive line played okay today. Uh, you know, I, I, I just think they're not filling the gaps, right? And no. I don't really know. I And it's funny. Well, I guess not funny, but like Brent talked about that all week and, uh, you know, they didn't fix it. So I don't know. I don't know what the how do you like what to do like, like it was you, awful I like exasperated George like on it's the just, he's just like they didn't fix it why I mean I yeah I mean I don't know I mean it just made I I don't know it's just and they they had what's what's crazy about this game too is they weren't good early and then they really settled down in the second quarter and they got what was it three or four stops in yeah. a row and oh you took it I mean the offense was incredible today and they took advantage of it but then they were just came back out really flat in the third quarter I actually felt like a uh, what is that a soothsayer that predicts things or is that uh, I know it's Nostradamus. I think a soothsayer can do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I was like, well, this happened in the Iowa State game in the first quarter, and then they fixed it in the second, and that's exactly what happened. But that third quarter never happened against Iowa State, and and you could see. I mean, at one point you were just like, man. Uh, Amani Bailey is like one tackle away from breaking a big one, and then he goes for thirty-two up the middle, just untouched, basically. Yeah, it, and it just happened so quickly. Like, that was the point, too, Kerry, that all of a sudden, you know, you led by four scores at halftime, and then you look up, and it's a 14-point ball game. And I was telling George on the way over here, it's like, they go into that fourth and one, and if you don't go for oh, it yeah. there, yeah. who knows what happens? I wouldn't have blamed Brent Venables for punting at that at that point of the game. No, I would have I would have one thousand percent gone yeah, for it I would because have, I would have absolutely they weren't stopping anybody. Yeah, they they I mean they got a forty yard should be able to get anything it, that they so. wanted. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean it was a great Dylan was Dylan was great. The offense today. was excellent today. Absolutely excellent. Almost like, like you know, trying to put it on a resume. Interesting. A interesting. No, it they were they were great. And I know that we'll get to the uh, Jeff he Levy Mississippi State SEC stuff yet, here in a second. Man. Who? Dylan. No, he could be. But With not Oklahoma? playing at Oklahoma. Not at Oklahoma. Can we stop that too? Like, it's like everybody's it was, picking at it. Uh, it I mean, well, it was asked scab. after the game. It was after, asked after the game. Like He's not coming back. Like, totally. come on, folks. It's also, over. If you're Dylan. I love Dylan, but it's over. If you're he Dylan, threw me under the bus, but it's over. Dylan, yeah, he did throw he you under the bus. included you. I don't think he threw you under the bus. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I enjoyed it greatly. Uh. He, but said, thing, he said that you tripped Brent Venables in there. Which, that which was, is a moment. That was a moment. That I is, saw it. I saw it happen. I had no idea that it was going on, but I did wonder, like, afterwards, why I was like, everybody was why, like well, jumping around and skipping. But, and why did it take so long to get it out of the tunnel? Yeah, because, no, he was the first one out. What happened was he tripped over Isaiah Coe. Oh, okay. And so he fell, and then everybody no one saw it because he was in the smoke so yeah. no one saw him yeah, go yeah. down and they were just stepping on the back of his head they were just yeah they're trampling him i was watching it through my binoculars and it happened for a while i mean he got fallen over several times and then some uh, of us have tech in the first half today <laughs> yeah i know just you're got watching interception we're watching uh, the game and then afterwards, it's actually, actually a big pick because they God damn it. They were on their way to be down 14 so nothing george we're watching the texas game what are you talking about Oh, you're talking about how, the OU game? Yes, He's talking yeah. about how Brent Venables oh, survived right. well, with his life. Yes. And Bore us with your story. 
Anyways, Isaiah Coe went up and apologized afterwards. After, after they ran they out. gave a big hug, yes, on the sideline. It was funny, like, listening to Brent talk about it after the game. He talked, he, he compared it to, like, getting trampled at a, uh, at a concert. concert. yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I think he legitimately thought he might die at <laughs> no, one point. there's no way. I, no, the way that he described it, I think yeah, he the way legitimately that, thought but, he could die. If there's, like, <laughs> t- like, five football players on top of you, yeah. like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's getting suffocated. Back to Dylan, though. We were talking about Dylan. Uh, I don't know what we were talking about, but well, he was Eddie great. Derailing the ball. We got to get it over. We got to get it over. Like, Oh, yes. Stop yeah, yeah. talking about stop him coming back. Stop asking if he's like, coming back. And stop alluding to it. But I will say that Dylan could shut this shit down as soon as he wanted to. Yeah, but I mean, Brent also pretty much shut it down. He was no, he asked did. about it, too, and he, he was did. like, everything has its time. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. I mean, he's, and that's nothing against Dylan. Like, and, if, oh, if you're yeah. Dylan... Why would you? Why would you come back? You had the best season of your career. Like you're not going to improve your draft stock any more no, than you have no, this year. You're right. He's in a perfect position to go to the NFL. Whatever version of Dylan Gabriel was going to head to the NFL one day, this is about as good as it's going to get for Correct. him. So, and I I told George that like coming back to college would do really truly nothing. Like you're you're no. you're uh, what am I trying to say here? Like. He's done everything that he can do in college. And he had a great year. I mean, he had an excellent He's going to finish as a, Where as is a he prolific. Go? Where is he going to go with that type of offensive line, that type of, as it ended up, run game at the end of the year with Gavin Sachek, four straight 100 yard yeah. games. Well, and I, it, and a, you know, a bevy of receivers. And, and, and man, Jaden Gibson was fantastic today. Nick Anderson, I thought, took another step today. But, you know, it was slow to start with Drake Stoops, but good to see him be the leading receiver when it was all said and done. I thought it was awesome, too, that Dylan, like, we completely kind of skipped over the fact that he started the game today. He played, which was surprising. Which, by the way, for all the trolls out there, uh, he did have a concussion. That was confirmed, and he was not cleared until Thursday. So all the other stuff that's been reported out there Which, is BS. But and literally that, yesterday. That yes. goes against everything that we've ever seen or heard about concussions. Like, I think it was a very mild concussion. Yeah. I think it was probably one of those deals where the doctors were like, look, we're not going to clear him to go out. And Dylan was like, I'm fine. I, I'm not... On you know, last Saturday? Right, last Saturday. I think it was one of those deals where they saw something and they didn't like it and they said for precautionary reasons we're not going to allow him to play in this game so i don't think it was a severe concussion yeah but i think it was something where a doctor saw something and he was and then troubled he's it, also the type of guy he's played so much college football that he didn't get it cuz i know for a fact he didn't get any of the reps this week in practice yeah but he's he's played so much in this offense that he didn't need to get the reps either Absolute gamer. It, it was just cool that he gets to finish this thing, kind of he also how I some think of everybody best, wanted to do. Yeah, he threw some of his best passes today. I thought the throw to Brennan Thompson was How about incredible. the one to Gibson? The yeah, Gibson that was one. Yeah, was, in, the, in the first quarter. That might have been his best ball all year. The, I thought uh, it was great. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The Gibson touchdown was the most polarizing thing of the year. That was year funny. Because some he people thought it was... He in, right? He, he started he celebrating as he was... Before he was over the goal line and the guy was literally grabbing his jersey. Yeah. Like, some people thought it was the most awesome touchdown that they've ever seen in touchdown celebrations. And the other half of Twitter thought it was totally disrespectful and, and you know, could have ended up you know, in a really, I don't sure. know how it would have ended up in a bad place, but well, he could have got the no, the ball knocked out of his hand or something. He could have landed it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, 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 for sure. So anyway, no, Dylan Gabriel. We're just going to live our lives as Jackson Arnold will be the next quarterback at Oklahoma as long as he doesn't follow Jeff Levy to Mississippi State. Now, how about this for a scenario? That that's well, one I don't. <laughs> I one thousand percent. You know, somebody's going to listen to this. And, He's gone. He's gone, yeah. Uh, he's not. I don't think he's going anywhere, Jackson we'll Arnold, see. that is. But, hey, let's say uh, here's a scenario for you. Uh, if he does, would you be like, hey, Gabriel, you want to come back for another year? Cool. Yeah, if if you're the office, if you're the head coach or whatever, and knowing the relationship, I think that you would have to say, hey, I know this is kind of selfish, but would you want to come join me? Look, in George and I were talking about Wait, this Are you earlier. talking about Arnold or are you talking about Gabriel? Gabriel. Gabriel. In Mississippi State. Yes. Oh, so you know, I'm saying, what if Arnold went to Mississippi State? Does Brent say to Dylan, hey, you want to come back? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I think it would be, and maybe this is just the Homer statement of the year. I would wonder about Jackson Arnold's decision, like, process. Oh, no, I agree. I'm not saying he'll, he, State. I don't think he'll go. I don't think, I don't think either one of them's going it's to Mississippi It's more likely State. that Kevin Sperry would leave to go with him, I think. Or than, Michael Hawkins. Or, commitment, or anyway. Uh, Zerberg or yeah. whatever the kid's I, name is. Well, let's just talk about it. I mean, I, I think that the Levy stuff is out there. It's outside of the game. It's the biggest story out there on the Oklahoma beat right now. And there's some validity to Jeff Levy. And but the I think interest we have a pretty good Starkville. grasp on what's going on. Sure. At yeah. this point. As 100%. Of, you know, it's 725 or 722 p.m. on Friday night. Yeah. Lay it out there, George. He has interviewed for the job. I've confirmed that. He interviewed for it on Wednesday, and he is a serious candidate. He's been on their list, but uh, from my understanding, he's not been offered the job. I know there's some people out there that think this is a done deal. As of right now, it's not, uh, and I don't think it will be tonight. I mean, I do think we could find out more in the next 24 to 48 hours, but uh, nothing's a done deal. And then, you know, I asked Brent about it after the game, and he was like, hey, you know, I'm always about my guys getting whatever opportunity they can. And then Jeff was asked about it, and he was like, I'm focused on right now. I mean, basically, neither of them denied that he's up for the job. Uh, you know, and Dylan spoke highly of him if he thought, you know, he could be a head coach. So we'll see, but nothing's nothing's a done deal right now. And, and I do think there's a sense from within OU that, uh, you know, they'd like to keep Jeff. Like, I know there's some people out there like they're pushing Jeff out the door. I don't. Oh, they have, a, they have a system in place to deal with Jeff getting, like the Alabama thing. When those yeah. things started flying out there and another program started sniffing around saying, could we get Jeff Levy to come here? OU has a system in place to where you know he could get a raise to keep people at bay. Now, head coach is a totally different situation. You're not going to outpay someone at a head coaching job in the SEC. You're just not. Um, here are the key dates. And this is, you know, Zach Selman, if people don't know, he was... Joe Castiglione's basically right-hand man for years at Oklahoma. He took the Mississippi State Athletic Director job, uh, and he is out there actively looking for his next coach because they got rid of 
Um, I can't remember his name now. He's the defensive coordinator for Mike Leach. Uh, and they went ahead and terminated him before the season was over. Um, Arnett? Yeah. Zach Arnett. Uh, Zach Arnett. Uh, defensive guy. Defensive guy. So, December 4th is when the transfer portal opens. So, if you're talking about when does this stuff have to get decided, December 20th is the early signing date. So, you certainly want to get someone hired as quickly as possible, uh, but it's not you know mandatory that you get somebody by you know the end of this weekend. Sure. And I, I just think that they want to get this job basically filled. I mean, I, I think that they don't want to wait, they being Mississippi State... Carrie, if Zach wasn't in Starkville, I don't think that we'd even be talking about this. No, and that's yeah, why I mean, that's why possible. like I go I mean, through. Well, if it was like somebody that had ties to like Ole Miss or something sure, like a sure. York, you know, type, and maybe know, that's how maybe that's something. how hires at the you know baseline. That's how they get done. Knowing people, you hire people that you know and, sure. and have good background on, and I just comfortable don't. With. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good fit, if that makes sense. And as I say that, I'm sure that maybe he ends up at Mississippi State. It just doesn't seem like with Jackson and everything that Oklahoma has going for itself right now, I don't know. Mississippi State is a job uh, that generally attracts like coordinators that have been lifelong coordinators. Like, um, was it uh, the Kroom guy? Sylvester Kroom, was that his name? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, he's a guy that, you know, people love him. You yeah. know, he's a good coordinator. He's a good recruiter. Well, it definitely didn't work out for Moorhead. Right. It didn't work out for him. And then, so, like, Jeff Lebby is not that lifelong guy. He's the young guy. Yeah. Uh, now, who can you attract at Mississippi State? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how good of a candidate you can get in there. Sure. So, it might be that Lebby ends up, if he's their third choice or fourth choice, it might be that they end up not being able to get their other choices and it it falls to him. And that's what I was just about to say. It's my understanding he's not their first choice. And I do think it was Chadwell from Liberty who I think pulled out of the job and he might end up getting a better job as it is. We'll see what other jobs open up. But Well, and we were talking about this. You mentioned Arkansas likely to come open. Maybe. I mean, I know they've already reported that Pittman... Is coming back, but my God, they got blown out by Missouri at home today. They they finished four and eight this season. I just don't know why Arkansas would stick with Pittman. But you know the A and M jobs open. Who knows what they're gonna do? It still feels like, and and you see this often in uh, college football is you wait for the first domino. It feels like A and M people are kind of waiting to see what A and M's gonna do, and they haven't. You know A and M obviously hasn't. Uh, made a decision yet we're all watching the texas texas tech game totally sidetracked here hey we're what powering through it we're powering through. it was a halfback pass that was thrown short and it went right into texas i defense think tech just had like a 10 yard punt sarkeesian i mean he has some of the same problems lebby does he tries to get too cute sometimes you're texas all these guys do don't, don't you guys texas. go just run over texas tech man you're in the red zone don't you guys think though that like some of this is this i know everybody's saying this is happening really fast with lebby and i know that mississippi one of the mississippi state sites i think for 247 has been kind of the leader in all this reporting stuff it feels like though that a lot of people are waiting for the Texas A&M job to get filled before 
Like, could you guys see that where it's like A and M goes first, first and then, and then the Domino's? But I think I don't, I, I don't think they're I don't think they're swimming in the same gene pool, if you know what I mean. I mean no, 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 no. Like, like, you know, you hear some Matt Rule stuff with Texas A and M. I mean, he's certainly not leaving Nebraska to go to Mississippi sure. State. How about the Ryan Day stuff that you've heard? Yeah, the Ryan I mean, Day stuff is out there with A and M. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like is that real though? I, there's a lot. Or of is smoke. that just Twitter? It, to me, it reeks of. Ryan Day doesn't feel he's as appreciated as he should be at Ohio State. He probably isn't. Now, they go win tomorrow, he will be. For sure. Well, it's all about losing to Michigan you, the last You can't lose years. to Michigan. Yeah, exactly. You can't lose to Michigan the last two, three years and then feel like you're, you're getting uh, scapegoated or Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably one of those. I mean, I would I would say Mr. Auburn. Just also, but I also want to say to the OU fans out there that are like, already celebrating if Jeff leaves like and I've been as critical of Jeff Levy as anybody but he th- what OU's done offensively this year should not be taken for granted like they're going to finish top 10 in nearly every quarter category and I get it you know shit went bad at certain times this season and and some of that falls on Jeff but you look around the country it's hard to find really good offensive play callers yeah. and Jeff is Jeff has become a pretty good one, and he's recruited really well for OU. I mean, he has his hand in in all well, these guys. Like, let, I, let me say what you're saying. The people that do really love to just go in on the offense coordinator, it doesn't matter who it would be. Yeah, they're going to they're go in on him, and they're fucking idiots. Okay? I mean, look, the, the, the play call, I've said this for years, play calling is the biggest scapegoat that fans use in all of football. It's like, oh, I can... And it's the people say, I can tell you when he's going to run and I can tell you when he's going to pass even before the ball snap. Bullshit. You can't either. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. What OU's done offensively this year should be celebrated. But at the same time, like you said, George, it cost him games. It cost him games in Lawrence. It cost him games in Stillwater. And that's why this season has become a little bit of, not disappointing. I think it, you just look back and you go, if you could have won in Lawrence, you, all you had to do was pick up 10 yards. Or if you could have scored in the third quarter against OSU, you're in much better shape than you are right now. You're headed to do a Big 12 championship. Yeah, and... And maybe something bigger. And some of that is 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 obviously on Jeff, but there's other things that happened this year that are not on Jeff. And it goes back to, you know, Dylan doesn't throw a pick six to start the game in Lawrence. Yeah. You know, Andrew Rame has a good snap in Stillwater. Javante like, Barnes catches the football. Javante Barnes plays football like he has. Or they before. just don't like, snap it to him. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just no, sure. It, it's things and that that's I, play calling. Look, and I get it. Like, there's been probably fifteen to twenty play calls this year that you could look back on and be like, man, if you switch that play call, things change. But uh, change the outcome of the game. But they didn't happen. And again, I still think OU's offense is good enough. Yeah, and. They're honestly they're really good at times. It's I mean, starting to come together a little bit, and especially yeah. with Jaden and Nick Anderson starting to become bigger threats. And you've got the run game figured out now. Yeah, like Gavin Sawchuk has been incredible over the last four weeks. Yeah, he's been really, really good. And that's why I just, I just these fans that are so upset with him or like being happy that he's leaving. I just wouldn't celebrate just yet. Not that are, oh, you can't are, go out and get another guy. What are those people exactly celebrating? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I think the yeah, they just want a scapegoat for what no, happened sure, this season. Sure, sure. There's a, there, there people always want an easy answer to when things go wrong. Sure. And at the end of the day, though, and look, Jeff. Let's also just be totally honest. Jeff is somewhat an easy target. 
right? When you consider his past, yeah. people are already mad at him because sure. of what happened at Baylor. Sure. And so he becomes he's an, an easy... Yeah. yeah, I mean, he be, he's an easy target. It's the same stuff at TCU with, with Kendall Bryles. With Kendall Bryles. At the end of the day, though, Oklahoma won 10 games this year, and I think that in August, every person that had a little grasp of reality would have said, what a turnaround. What yeah, a year this from is. from 6 and 7 to 10 and 2. I mean, that Shit, was, they could win 11. They could win 12 sure. if they somehow sneak into the Big 12 championship. We said sure. 9 would be the one thing that would show this program yeah. going in the right direction. Yeah, that was like the bottom floor. Yeah. Like, they beat you Texas. have to go win 9 games. You beat Texas. The Kansas loss sucks. Losing the final bedlam sucks. But at the same time, it feels like the trajectory of the program is still progressing in the right direction it comes down to this like and i see this and it's it's one of those things we all think it a little bit but to like verbalize it and you know bring it into existence when you say and i hear this a lot well watching the offense against west virginia and then today uh all it does is make me more mad about kansas and oklahoma state Oh yeah, like that's like and that's, that's fair. No way to live your life, but it's fair. It's fair, but it's again, it shouldn't make you mad. It just shows yeah. you that it's impossible well, it, 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 for this team in particular with the limitations that they have. It's not a perfect roster. I correct. mean, they've had to rebuild this thing. It's not from the ground up, but I mean, it is a lot of youngsters, a lot of people that haven't played before. I mean, think about it. Your key receivers today, two of them are in their second year in the program. And then Drake Stoops has been here forever. Uh, but, you know, Jalil Farouk just really didn't do much today. I mean, I, I think he should come back. He I, has to come back. I mean, he's... Farouk, yeah. yeah. I also think Dan, the way Danny's played the last couple of weeks, yeah. he needs, I, to, come he needs to come back. Oh, I the only guy that I really, truly think has a decision to make is Billy Bowman. And I think he should come back too because I think he's right on the Listen edge. Listen to what uh, Brent said after uh, or on Monday, right? He's on the edge of being from like a fourth round pick to being like a second yeah. round pick. And if he comes back, he could be an All-American. He should be a Thorpe finalist. He yeah. has a chance to go win the Thorpe Award. Same thing with uh, Danny. Come back, you can win a Buckus or at least be a finalist. Well, that's the thing about this team, going back to what Kerry was saying. They're a good team. A great team obviously wins the Kansas game or OSU sure. game. They find they're a way. They're not there yet. But they're not there yet. But the positive is, look how many guys... You watch Senior Day, and there's a lot of seniors out there. But you also look how many guys are playing that are young guys. Like Kip Lewis, uh, you know, uh, PJ Adabare played a ton today. Peyton Bowen. Like, they've got... You You mentioned Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson. You get, And so if you can get a Farouk, a Billy Bowman, Danny Stutzman back... This could be a really good football team next year. You look at the offensive line. That's a good foundation. Jacob Sexton, Caden Green. Okay, How about let's the go Sexton into, stuff? Yeah, let's go into the little conspiracy here with I mean, Tyler Guyton. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Tyler Guyton played today. Like, uh, here's, they here's literally my, benched him. Here's my thought on it. I think Tyler wasn't committing to saying, like, I think he was one foot in, one foot out, and Brent said, screw that, we're playing the kid that's the future and wants yeah. to play. And I think that, I, it, I don't know that for a my fact. My guess is... 
he he probably the doctors probably said he's fine to go and he he might have done one of those I'm not ready kind yeah. of a Deshaun no, 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 that's a bad name Deshaun Watson oh, and I'm sure he told him I'm sure he told him hey I'm leaving and so Brett said well, they, okay well, then we're playing this. the guy they have known since the beginning of the season that this was his last year yeah he and his people decided that they let the coaching staff know and I you know how Bill Beatonball is I mean there there might have been a little bit of a rift that developed because of that. And if he wasn't doing the things, which is surprising to me because what we know of Tyler Guyton, he's a great teammate, you know, he's a guy that seems to love, you know, being on a team in a locker room. But, I mean, obviously things happen and you get people around, you get in your ear. Maybe maybe it kind of went sideways a little bit. Yeah, I think that's that's what happened. I, I And I just think Brent, Brent strikes me as the type of guy that's like, okay, you do, you're not going to play. We're going to play the young guy. Mm-hmm. And Jacob Sexton's coming and played great. But Guyton's going to be a first-round pick. I mean, that's the reality. What also, But also, I mean, maybe well, he hurts was. His, I mean, this could maybe, hurt him. I was about to say, this might hurt his stock by doing this. But I think he'll also go test really well, and somebody will take him. It doesn't I mean, yet the one guy, who, what year was it that the one guy was uh, smoking the night? He was smoking all that weed the night he got drafted. Oh, it was a kid from Miss, Ole Miss. Tunsil or whatever. Uh, Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, yeah. Badass. So, yeah. Gas mask. It hasn't really affected him because he's been awesome. So, I mean, you know, Guyton kind of sitting out these games, I don't think will hurt him. But And it might be one of those things where he was like banged up, not 100%. And yeah. he's just like, I don't feel comfortable. And they're like, fine, we've got another guy we'll play. I don't know. I can't think of anyone else, though, that went through senior day that was surprising. I guess Trace Ford, DJ Terry, two guys that could come back. I just... I don't know. Key Lawrence went Key through. Lawrence. I think Trace is so close with his mom that, you know, he didn't want to deny her that. Like, he might come back, but, like, why not share this moment with your mom and, you know, your family? Yeah. Uh, who, you know, he knows how much crap his mom takes on social media because he turned his social media off. But he knows, like, his mom can't turn hers off and she can't stop paying attention. So, he's very, he, he's just very... I know this is weird, but we have him on every week on the radio, so we talk about all kinds of stuff. But he's very protective of her. I think. He's By the way, Spinozzi came over here. He is so much taller than I thought. <laughs> he is he tall. Is yeah. tall yeah. He is a tall man. He came over. Uh, I gave him a nice check for his uh, OK City Center uh, drive. I was like shocked how tall he was. I mean, he's 6'4". Legit. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's just a big giant, big, giant man with a big, booming voice. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, 69 points today. Uh, and it really wasn't for a couple of field goals today. Oh my God. I was scared to like tweet out field goals because it just turned into a shit show on the mentions. What has become of Gavin Freeman back there at punt return? What was he doing? I feel like he's, I feel like he's pressing pressing very hard and and trying to do too much. Ridiculously hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's just he's it, second. He, he's guessing. in his head, and I mean, I'm surprised they let him field another pun after. The I first was one. shocked that he they ran him back out there. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be Stoops. I thought it was going to be Bunkley Shelton, but yeah. I I didn't think it was going to be though. Gavin though. Crazy. Yeah, they got to figure they got to figure out special teams in the off season. Well, I, th- I there's some guys on the team, and I think Gavin Freeman's one of them. Uh, you know. Um, I don't even want to remember his name. Uh, Zach Schmidt. <laughs> that was a weird burp. <laughs> it was a hiccup. That was a that was a laugh hiccup. 
Uh, here's the thing about fans, but too. like, but here's the thing. Let me get at this. Like, they have a few people with confidence problems on this team, and Brent's all about. I think he he seems like he's all about trying to rebuild guys when they lose their confidence when he knows they have ability. But at the same time, you might might just be better to take you know some games off. You know, work it out on the practice field, not on the the game field. I mean, we're at this point. It's the end of the regular season, so doesn't really matter that much. You're going to play, you know, in whatever bowl game. By the way, real quick, it's 10-7, I believe, now. I think Tech scored. Yes. So just run this past me because there's been so many things. Texas wins tonight. What's OU's only scenario to get? Iowa State. Iowa State. Has, well, I mean, if, if OSU State has to lose, I'm pretty sure if OSU loses. Oh yeah, if if, if if BYU if beats just Oklahoma OSU State, loses, they'd still get OU's it. in the Big Twelve Championship. Even if sure. Texas wins. Even if Texas wins, but if Texas loses, you have to have Iowa State go to Manhattan tomorrow Correct. night in what is supposed to be an absolute blizzard. Really? Yeah. It's supposed to snow a couple inches up in uh, Manhattan. I would say that favors Kansas State, probably. I think it... Farmageddon, it's I mean, going to be crazy either way, yeah, I think. I mean, I I don't expect BYU to go to Stillwater and win. The weather's supposed to be shitty, but I don't expect that to happen. You almost need two teams to lose over the I course still of think, the next I still think... Hours. I think I actually disagree with you. I think... Still, their best shot is BYU. I think BYU. I, I, think, I think BYU's terrible. I think BYU's terrible too, but they play hard, and OSU likes to screw around. Yeah, yeah but I also just don't think OSU's very good. But they're better at home. That to me, the OSU loss, I think, was the more damning loss this year for OU than the Kansas loss. And there, oh, and there goes, goes Texas. Texas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so again, with the Texas win, what's the best thing? OSU has to lose. OSU has to lose. I also I don't uh, to be clear I don't think OSU's going to lose I just do I do think though that game could be closer than a lot of people I think the spread's like what is it sixteen and a half or something what the OSU B- yeah, BYU sixteen game? and a half 17. I think BYU will cover that I don't you also just pick Tech to cover this game they might get blown out so how good of a gambler They're are you Eddie very good actually sounds like he's doing pretty good very this year. good at least he's putting on that front that he is I'll I'll show the receipts if we have to. <laughs> You don't want to show your boss your gambling receipts, trust me. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't care, but I think you would think less of me (laughs) and go, why are you betting on these college basketball games on Tuesday nights at 1030? Speaking of which, how about the uh, OU Hoops team? They're good. I think they're good. I think they're good. I mean, the number two uh, was in uh, McMullen, McMullen. McMillan. McCollum. 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 Yeah, JV McCollum is a bucket getter. He's really he's good, but uh, the Moore guy is a, a fantastic awesome. athlete. Yeah, they cool. just haven't had a guy like him. And, no. and the thing is, like, you get to see Owe actually be an athlete and, well, and run he, all over the he's floor. He's gotten a lot better, too. Yeah. Offensively, he looks and like somebody now. Hughley is just... Oh, he's a beast. Yeah. He, sh- he shot out of his mind tonight. But, but still, but, but they haven't had a guy... Four. Yeah, four. But they haven't, four. A guy, they haven't had a guy that big. No, no. That, and that's oh, skilled. No, no, no. And they, that they haven't is. had a big guy like that in a long time. He is like... Um, oh, what's a guy in the Pistons that bounces around? The big guy? The uh, piston, Drummond. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Oh, yeah, he's like a, he's on the Bulls now. I don't think he's seven foot. But no, he but I mean, good, he's just a he's big a space eater. I mean, well, he's a guy that they haven't had that could get. He rebounds. reminds me of a uh, who was the when Porter was at Loyola and they had that big white dude. Oh, uh, Cam. Uh, 
God, what was his name? Crutchwig. He kind of yeah, something, like, something that. like that. He kind of reminds me of that, where he's yeah. just this big dude and he can yeah. facilitate. He can shoot a little bit. Like you know, what we need to do. We need to get Danny Stutzman out there in a wheelchair because you know he is communion. He could take over for. Sister. That was a hell of an Instagram caption this week, by the way. Which, Danny, you know, we were talking about Danny and how he's kind of taken a step back for the last couple of weeks. I don't think there is anybody that needs this break. Oh yeah, whatever it is, and you know, we'll see if they have to play in a Big Twelve championship. But he is beat up. Yes, like he was out there. He's laboring one point today. last night or today, and literally limping yeah. around. Yeah, he's struggling, and he's been dealing with the. He'll never say it, but he's been dealing with like a shoulder stinger all year where he'll get hit in a certain way and he's always shaking yeah. it off. And then Cameron I think Crutwig is the guy you're thinking of, by the yeah. way. And then the ankle, he's, I think the ankle's still bothering him a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the stinger thing was happening a lot earlier in the year. Yeah. You haven't really noticed it as, as much. Um, I tell you one thing, I'm, I am just trying to figure out if we do travel to Dallas, I'm sure. Or to Arlington, uh, I'm or sure that San Antonio by the end, at the end of the month, maybe San Antonio, maybe Ed Eskridge will be taking care of us because Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of uh, Sooner Scoop, and uh, appreciate them so much for uh, supporting us over the years. Uh, and uh, they want you to know that uh, they have the all new Lexus TX SUV. Uh, I think I saw one in uh, Dallas yesterday. They're pretty good-looking cars, man. Uh, they're massive. Uh, one of the biggest uh, SUVs that they've ever built. Uh, and uh, it's perfect for uh, lugging around your stuff to road trips or tailgates or your next sporting event. Uh, and we want you to mention that you're a Sooner Scoop subscriber if you are looking for your next Lexus. Uh, and Eskridge Lexus will offer you a special discount on any new or even a pre-owned vehicle. A lot of times that's the way to go right now with the pre-owned vehicles. Uh, with the with the cost of uh, used cars out there, uh, and as always, they never have bogus extra charges like dock fees or force you to buy added accessories uh, that you never wanted in the first place. So call or visit EskridgeLexus.com. That's that's EskridgeLexus.com. E S K R I D G E Lexus.com, and tell them Sooner Scoop sent you, and they will get you taken care of. We might have an offensive fest here in uh, Austin tonight before this thing's all said and done. So. Um, Let's talk about that real quick. Bowl game. I mean, obviously, you got to find out what goes on in the Big 12 race, but it does seem like the Alamo is probably the most likely. Yeah, they they need some help. Uh, They're going to have to jump. Against maybe Arizona? Yeah, Arizona would probably be who they'd play in the Alamo, but they need some help. If they want to get into a New Year's Six, they need to either jump Penn State, Ole Miss, or Missouri, or... Penn State doing right now? They play Michigan State. Tomorrow. Yeah, they're, they're no, they're playing right now. Oh well, they're probably Michigan State's terrible. Thirteen nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I just don't think it's gonna happen. You know, you never say never, but uh, the committee really hasn't respected OU a ton in the CFP rankings. So I don't. They 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 need to get up to number eleven in the rankings to have a shot. Right now they're at thirteen, and obviously Ole Miss won last night against Mississippi State. Penn State's going to win, and then Missouri beat the hell out of Arkansas. If you watched the Egg Bowl on Thursday night, you're a real college football rider. I watched it. I did too, but I just <laughs> kept thinking, like, I can't believe that I'm watching this. It was a good game till the fourth quarter. They're bad. Mississippi State's bad. But Ole Miss didn't look good either. I, I don't think Ole Miss is very good. I think OU... How, how many of those teams that I just named would OU beat? I think they would beat Penn State for sure. I think they beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss, I think, would be a really good football game. Missouri's and then, uh, 
Missouri, Missouri I, I still can't figure out Missouri. Luther I, Burden would destroy Oklahoma's secondary. I think he would destroy anybody's secondary. Yeah, I also, but I think OU would be able to score, too. Yeah, I mean... I think it'd be a really good game. I think it'd be a it really good game. It probably would be. That'd be a that's really where, good... That's where OU... OU is in that... OU is in the 8 to 13 range. Yeah. Like, that is... They are exactly where they're supposed to be. I think it would be a really good Cotton Bowl. Yes. That's OU why, that's why I, I would love for that to happen instead of, you know, freaking Tulane or somebody getting in. Like, it's just kind of... Well, I think they've kind of... The Williams Winery. that, you know, group of five team in the Cotton Bowl. Haven't they? Or no, that's the Peach Bowl. The Peach Bowl that they've... What do you mean? Well, that could end up in either. It doesn't... It's yeah. it's up to the Bulls. The Bulls right. can pick. It's who gets the last pick, and I think the Peach Bowl gets the last pick, which would leave them with... And the it'll probably five. end up being the winner of Tulane SMU, right? Right, right. Which, that could be a really good game. Yeah, I think next week is going to be a lot of fun with all the conference championships. Yeah, I mean, I... It'll be really interesting if Texas and Oklahoma State play since Mike Gundy earlier this year is like, I, I love it. I watch OU and OSU, and I don't have to take any – or OU play Texas, I don't have to take any notes if on Texas. If Texas plays OSU in the uh, Big 12 championship, I think Texas, like, minus 13.5 would be a really good bet. I don't think it would be much Oh, we got a punt block by uh, Texas. They're going to run away with it. Good bet by Eddie, though, on Tech. They're down by 10, George. <laughs> And the Shots first half line is 13 and a half. I thought you took them 16 and a half. I have that on a parlay. Okay. We did mention this earlier. I am rooting for Eddie, though. It was no, really... You, you I basically am, have am. tried to fuck me. <laughs> it, it was kind of interesting uh, listening to Brent Venables in the postgame talk about... And Dylan Gabriel, too, because... This week was so messed up, and I mean, we're going to be messed up tomorrow when we wake up, and it's not Sunday, and we've realized I know, that. it's been weird it's all gonna day. Be, it's going to be I woke great, up though. expecting to turn on college game day today, and it wasn't on. I was like, oh, crap, it's because it's Friday. Uh, but, like, the whole scenario about when Dylan found out that he was cleared to play, and they were like, well, it was this week's Thursday. Less than 24 hours but, ago. And he had to real, they both had realized, oh, no, it really was Thursday. Uh, so he comes out there, didn't practice. I, I don't get the sense he practiced ever this week, did he? No, not from what I understand. That and that's, but that's also Brent. Like he's been talking about this all week. How he even said on Monday, today's Tuesday. He's been throwing those like weird analogies because out there they that, didn't have Sunday off, so that yeah. became their Monday. Yeah, it's the most Brent thing ever to do that just totally change the names of the week i know every coach that has done that though they they every i know but brent to continue to bring it up all the time it's just like that's a brent thing (laughs) to just continue to like be like yeah oh no today's saturday it's like no brent it's friday i also thought it was interesting that drake didn't come in the post game interview uh session and i wonder if that's just because he was worried he would get emotional with Uh, he's been weird with media all year though like every time he's spoken to us too like Mike Houck's like, he's only got five minutes. And I'm like, right. where's he got to go? Well, it's like, you know, he never liked media stuff when he was in high school. Like, we always talked to Isaac because he was the one that would talk for him. I remember even I went to their signing day and Drake didn't say a whole lot. Like, Isaac did most of the talking. And he would he would do the talking for both of them. Like, he would name the schools that they're talking to and visits that Drake's going on and he's going on. He's just never been a guy that's comfortable around media since i've known him in high he's school. great though 
Every time we oh, talk to him, he's fantastic. He had the interview of the year. Yeah. I mean, the whole I if it were, we were 0 and eight, I'd still go out there and try and win. Yeah. So I it, did you see the video of him awarding Brent Venables the game ball in the post game? I haven't watched Mm-mm. it yet. It's really good. That's awesome. It's it's ve- but he was the one that stood up and awarded the game ball to Brent Venables. Go check out OU Football's Twitter page. It's fantastic. That's It'll, really cool. Put a little lump in your throat watching it. Yeah. It was. I, I, thing, I was like, almost. I was. But almost it, was all, it was the emotional. whole thing about when you talked to Bob and he and you were like, "This is going to be emotional for you." And by the way, your story was fantastic this week uh, on Drake. But when he's like emotional, what's what's there to get yeah, emotional I about? I Even was like, I was oh, like boy. Stoops when they did the Stoops thing and like his dad gave him like a big hug. I was like, "Man, that's cool," you know. And Eddie, you were right there. I saw you f- videoing it. Yeah. down there. You probably got some great. I was just video. saying hi to Carol. Yeah. Carol did get emotional, didn't she? I think that's what Brent said. Was she? Yeah. I I, I think I, Carol's I really the one tell. that slaps them around if they get emotional. Oh, one hundred percent. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Suck it up. He's gonna play Suck in the NFL. I'm I'm convinced though he's gonna play in the NFL. Oh, I mean the, the he'll the, be Brock Purdy's go to receiver. The in little a hook years. route that he had today where he circled around just blew off the defender. Like he got so much separation on that, and then he got downfield and was like Okay, he's 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 gonna be able. But to the ca- how about the catch he made on the sideline, the two footer, two feet in? Tip-toe. I mean, that's an elite play. Yeah, it was really good. And you know, who knows in his mind if he was thinking, "Hey, let me show the NFL that yeah. I get both." He's feet also down. tough as shit, man. I mean, he takes some hits and he just keeps getting yeah. up. Look, it, it it ended up being, I think, one of all of our favorite careers that we watched. Yeah, you know, just just grow up in front of us. I mean. You know, started off as is a guy that was just kind of a contributor to becoming one of the biggest weapons this, this last half of the season on the entire team. And yeah, I mean, the thing about Drake too, though, is like when you look at him and uh, up close and you know, a, a, amongst other football players, he's a really small guy, like really small. Yeah, but he I think has that's what makes it so impressive. So much, you know, just fight. Yeah, no, I mean he's. He's amazing. He's a badass. Yeah. Really cool story. And it was awesome to see like his final catch in Norman. And I saw too is a touchdown. That's yeah. it's awesome. He uh it was also cool. You mentioned the story I wrote this week. Mike Stoops was liking a lot of my tweets, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. And he's following You're along. You're almost hitting twenty thousand on the. Uh, I know. I told you. I told you. By the end of the season, we'd get there. So we're close. We got about Bowl seventy thousand left. <laughs> Man. You guys We're just going just, back at it. You guys had. A, I, I will say this: you guys kicked ass this week. We had a very compressed week. Now it's pretty clear that you guys are going after each other, and you're just sick of each other. Well, I think it's also the season. And he's the season's take over. Take a piss because he's drinking so much beer. I uh, think uh, the season it's it's worn on us. I've had to travel with him. I mean, let's be honest, Kerry. He just left the room. He's a little bit of a crazy person. <laughs> he. I always found people, that he was pe- very easy to travel with, though. Oh, he is. But people think. You know, he says some, you know, off the wall stuff on the pod. You should hear what he says off the pod. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, you got to wait till he's here to say that. And then you got to bring up 
some conspiracy. Yeah, I know. Well, but he's, you know, Eddie works harder than I think a lot of people realize. I think you both work a lot harder than anyone realizes. So, well, thank you, Carrie. You do too. I know. I'm the one here turning out the lights every night. Um, I think you and Eddie are actually the only ones that do know because you're the only ones that get the report when I turn on turn on the security. Yeah, I do. I, I get it. But uh, but it's been a fun year. I mean, uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been good to be back. I uh, I feel like uh, I've become a little John bit Tavis of a. Is down. Oh. Yeah, he's he got hit pretty good there. But uh, it's weird getting. I uh, John Tavion. After the games, people start yelling my name from the crowd. Really? That's happening yes. now? Yeah. It's usually when I'm with Eddie because they're like, oh, there's the other guy with him. And they're like, George, <laughs> that's George, right? And I'm like, yeah. How is me. your instant reaction tonight? I haven't seen it yet. Great. I thought it was really good. Went over a lot of stuff. I don't know how long it ended up being, but uh, it was good stuff. So I'm, I, I'm going to miss doing the instant reaction. Me and Eddie are going to have to come up with some stuff to do in the oh, off don't season. worry we're we're already planning more oh i know I, we, we talked about it national signing day we could do some big stuff and uh portal i mean there's gonna be a lot of transfer portal news no there's there's no doubt you know with podcasting and youtube it's only going to continue um getting bigger and better uh and you know we'll just be doing some other stuff and maybe some off the wall stuff but just because the season's ending doesn't mean that you know the youtube channel is going to go cold um there's going to be a lot of stuff. Bob, Bob will be on soon with all the basketball Start stuff. Start ramping up our basketball stuff, which, you know, fortunately there's going to be interest now, 6-0. and oh. um, I might have to – Bob. I don't know if Bob will like this, but I might have to hop over and help out a little bit because I love some college hoops when it's a good team. I think there's some new blood coming in that would take offense to you doing that. That's fine. So maybe you can, you Everybody's know, sit eat. in the control room and yell at people. I'm down with that. Teach me how to use the control room. I don't think you can do it, just to be honest. That's fine. I don't really want to do it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Eddie has made it back from the bathroom. Um, good trip. It was a great year, Eddie. It was a really good trip. Uh, you know, it was, you know, getting to go to Provo for the first time. I think, you know, personally, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad to see Brent kind of come back after last year, throw out the 10 and 2, to have people believe uh, that you know this thing is headed in the right direction, holding the recruiting classes together. Um, I hope that people realize like how good of a kind of a turnaround this is, and they don't take the mindset of, well, the schedule was easy. They were supposed to win ten games, and they lost two games they shouldn't have lost. Right? Yeah, and and, and there's just small things you can look at metrics, whatever you want. It, those numbers are they're they're all better this year. But I think it's, it's like just, Parker talked about on the. Uh, he was actually stunned preview. when he looked up that mid pod. Yeah. yeah, you know, but you know, I think you look at uh, uh, other small things. The way the team responded after losing two games. I mean, last year's team would have folded. That they win, what was it, three and two in one score games this year? I thought Brent was better with his timeouts. He was bad at times too. He's yeah. still learning there, but he was better than he was a year ago. And I just think that they took a big step this year. And and winning cures all. And I also think, like you said, Eddie. Sure, the, the schedule was easy on paper. I still think the Big 12 had some teams that were better than we anticipated. I mean, West Virginia was a good football team. OSU turned out to be better than we thought. Kansas ended up being pretty good. I mean, Texas Texas could be playing the college football playoff, and Oklahoma beat them. You know, I mean, SMU is going to win 10 games. Uh, Arkansas State made a freaking bowl game. I, I mean, think this is the most exciting time in the history of OU football with the move really? to the SEC. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, getting to know kind of our SEC brethren a little bit. 
Uh, you know, we know Dari Noka really well, but, you know, just other website people. I mean, when we went to SEC Media Days, that was the cool thing about it is realize, okay, there are a ton of people, like, there are a ton more people that have been doing what we've done in the Big 12, but there are just more of them, and it's it's a bigger deal. Uh, it's a bigger audience. Sure. So. Also, I, just, I don't want the season Fine to be. on unofficial 40 i can't wait that would be awesome we're gonna do that yeah. we could yeah. definitely get him on the 100 youtube show that'd be sweet yeah um, it's gonna be great i just don't want it to be over man i hate when the season ends because it's well like, like but let me stop you there though realize everybody realize this there's still a shit ton left to oh go. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah yeah we've got the portal season we've got uh coaching search stuff we've got uh you know signing early day. signing day I mean, there's so much. We always, I, you know, we say it, but this is the time of the year where really football doesn't end. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they do in the portal because there are positions that you probably don't have to hit, it's like linebacker. You probably don't need to go to get a portal guy. No, but there are positions on this team that they need to get some answers, whether it be offensive line going into next year, a defensive we'll line, defensive line. We'll see. You know, and there's a lot of decisions to be made. Billy, Danny, you know, technically Woody could come back if he wanted to. Jacob I don't think Lace, he's going. Uh, Jacob Lacey's one to watch. Jacob DJ Lacey was Terry. somebody that uh, walked today. Yeah, DJ Terry and Jacob Lacey are the two on the defensive line. I, if they could get those two to come back, they could kind of fill that Jordan Kelly, Isaiah Coe role yeah. that they did this mm-hmm. year where you just sure. have two veteran guys that are really sound. Sure. And Terry, Terry ended up... Terry might be their best interior defense alignment this year. I mean, he he ended up being really good for him here in the back half. By the way, there was a, a nice play made by R. Mason today. I yes. Mean, that's, that's Eddie one brought thing. that up. Yeah, George and I talked about that earlier. I Today was the, the first time that it felt like R. Mason Thomas was the guy that everybody thought he was going to yeah. be. And, I mean, it's exciting to think about what he could be moving for, along with, you know, P.J. and, sure. uh, you know, maybe P.J. Ford comes a back lot for today. a second. I don't know what the scat, uh, snap count was, but it seemed like he played a lot. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I know you guys mentioned that. I, you know, it's kind of this way. Like they run, they do so much four man rush, and unless they get there, it's usually blitzing a guy here and there. But it's not like they're giving the quarterback time to sit back there all day. I mean, they're collapsing the pocket. Yeah, uh, they're just not getting sacks. And well, and I said in the press box today. There's a couple throws that Hoover made where he just got rid of it at the like at like as he's getting tackled to the ground. I'm like, it feels like that's happened to OU so many times this year where they have the guy and then somehow they get rid of it. It's like it's just somewhat unfortunate at times. Well, Unlucky. I think Brent plays it really smart too because he doesn't really start ramping up the pressure until later in the game. Like like the Bowman thing, you know, when they played Oklahoma State, he was twelve or fourteen in the first quarter. Then they started ramping up the pressure. It's like he kind of takes the mindset of, okay, well, if you're going to beat us, like then we'll start ramping up the pressure, but let's just play our base defense and see what you do first. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, I like that. Oh, Xavier Worthy's hurt now, too. Uh-oh. Um, I wondered why oh, they went got to commercial. rolled up on back. Ooh. Oh, man. I mean, that's not like a – that's just a bad ankle sprain. Yeah, that sucks. It's not like a Jordan Travis type. Ooh. Um. Bad bet, Eddie. Bad bet. <laughs> Still covering, George. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's nice that I'm not fighting with anybody in a post game. I'd beat Eddie's ass. In what? Everything. Fighting? That's, that's the right. That's the right question. <laughs> in what? Not Galaga. I know that. He makes missed that. It. He missed, missed it. it. No, he made no, it. I made it. Bert. You don't. It went through. In Bert. <laughs> Bert Auburn, man. What a name and what a look for a kicker. Kudos to uh, Zach Schmidt. Made a field goal. Two today. field goals. Today. Two field goals today. 
Seriously. 23 one from and 40. 28? Or 40 and 40. 23. He made it from 40. The second one was 40? Yeah, it was 40. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think I realized that. He nailed it, too. He, he's got he's got the skill. He's got a good leg. That's it's the, the thing. confidence. Yeah, I yeah. think he got in his head. Well, and I think that what you've alluded to a couple times, I don't think that the entire operation is very good. I don't think the hold has been good. They need yeah. to look into that. We need to get uh, some former you know winners of awards and special teams place kicking to come back and maybe have a talking to some people. What one li- one final thought for me? Who Gabe? Burkich? No. Uh, uh, who was the holder guy that won the award? Connor oh, McGinnis. Uh, Connor McGinnis Connor won. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We need for to get sure. Connor back yeah. and just rips. Oh, you're just talking sure. about like the holder in general. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Connor's living a great life right now. Last I heard, he's making lots of money. Maybe we go old school. Very like smart Jacob guy. Rice to come back for the deep snapper. Hell yeah, that'd uh, be awesome. One final thought for me: Who do you guys? Who would you guys vote? I don't. Eddie, do you guys still do this? The uh, the media award. Yeah, I think Who's so. Who's your vote? I think so. For, me, for the media award this uh, year. Man, I I think Dylan is really good. I think like so he too. he never like bullshits, which I think is kind of awesome. Uh I would say I bet Walter Rouse gets a bunch of votes. Walter Rouse will get win. a lot of I'm not going to get I a mean, lot of I, it. I love Walter. I think he's fantastic. He's a, he's a very outgoing person. Yes. I just uh, He's a thoughtful person. Too. I think though of who was the person you go to when things were bad and they gave you the answer that you were looking for or not not maybe not what you're looking for but they 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 No matter what the, happens good or bad they're always there to talk to you straight. And that's I think that's Dylan. Dylan, yeah. Yeah. He's the one that stood there he 35 minutes after 24. practice one day or 24 mm-hmm. minutes after practice one day. After the bedlam, after loss. telling yep. George, he didn't know when he asked if yeah. you know yeah. you could write the shit. He was always honest with us. I, I Dylan to me, he is the rightful winner for that award. I'd agree with that. But I would say this: they I mean, had a lot I, of. I think people should be appreciated though. for being available. Like Woody Washington was always Woody, available. The guys in the conversation for me are Woody, Danny, Dylan, Walter, Drake. Uh, Ethan Downs was always available. Honestly, it's, it's the captains. It's yeah. the captains for the most part. Jaden Gib- Gibson was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, when he spoke, I think Peyton Bowen's going to end up winning the award by the time I he could graduates. See that. He's very straightforward. Doesn't bullshit. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Uh, it's a final sixty nine forty five. Sooners finish six or ten and two. Uh, Texas uh, is up. Fairly, you know, twenty to seven. They've got it in control uh, right now. So it looks like you're going to be waiting for Oklahoma State to, you know, possibly get knocked off by BYU tomorrow. Uh, but if not, guess what? You, you may not go to the Big Twelve Championship game, but you have righted the ship. Uh, if you're Brent Venables, things looking good. You got a great recruiting class coming in. Uh, you got a five star quarterback waiting in the wings. I think if anything we learned this year, guys, is Nick Anderson is capable of being another big-time receiver. You pair him with Andrew Anthony. Jaden Gibson is on the verge of that. I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Mm-hmm. There's a quarterback in college football, 4,033 yards, 42 to 6 touchdown to interception ratio. 42 to 6? 42 to 6. A current quarterback right a now. A current playing. quarterback. 4,033 yards. Who is it? With 42 touchdowns? 42. This season? Yes. It's not Jaden Daniels? 
Dylan Gabriel. He doesn't have 42 touchdowns. Are you talking about You're total? Talking about run and pass. Run and oh, pass. Okay. I was going to say yeah. he has 27. To, uh, but but <laughs> truly, no, I, mean, I mean it counts. I those mean, he numbers. Had 42 touchdowns. Yeah. He had a hell of a year. No, it, it, again, it goes back to what we said at the top. What more does he need to do? He can't do any more to improve his draft stock. No. I mean, he played, and it look, it, he, and credit to him, man, because all offseason, he got so much shit. I mean, the whole narrative was, hey, George, when's uh, when's J- Jackson going to be the starter? Is it by game five? Do you think by the Texas game, he Jackson's going to be the starting quarterback? And Dylan's gone out and played way better than I I thought he would. Here's some, this is what I want to leave on with Dylan, and in my appreciation for what I've seen in him the last couple of years, and we've got to know him, you know, pretty well. He's come in here a little bit and done some stuff uh, for NIL stuff, uh, and you know, he's always just such a chill dude. I think we'd love that about him. Like, I don't know what it is with the Oklahoma and Hawaii kind of just laid backness, but they kind of get each other. I think, and Dylan clearly seemed a year ago like a guy that. He felt the pressure of the spotlight of playing at Oklahoma. It wasn't anything yeah. he'd ever experienced before. It affected him uh, in a negative way. And I think all the mistakes that he would make, make felt magnified to him. Uh, and the way he transitioned from that to this year to where he really kind of learned to deal with the magnitude of being at Oklahoma. He kind of said that today, too. Well, he was talking about, you know, what God does for you and how he puts you in the play. And I think he was, you know, kind of using religious things to explain it. But just like mentally, I appreciated the way that he made that transition and, and embraced it uh, and stopped, you know, letting it affect him negatively. I think he grew up a bit and mm-hmm. matured. Yeah. And I think it, it also tells you, too, that... I'm not saying Dylan's going to go and be some great NFL quarterback, but I do think what you saw this year is that he can mentally stick. Because a lot of it in in the NFL, especially at that position, it's a lot of mental battles. I think he mentally can go through the ups and downs of an NFL season in terms of you know being a backup or being on a practice squad and giving himself a chance to stick in the NFL for a bit. Because I also think he has. Look, is he going to be the most talented guy? No, but he. He's a smart player, and he can he can put the ball in a place uh, in certain places. I mean, I I think this year showed a lot to NFL teams that he he has a chance to play. I mean, you end up on a team like the Jets or something, or the the Giants, where they lose their quarterback, and you're the backup, and you come in, and I think you're he needs able to, to go play somewhere well. that he doesn't have to walk in and be the guy. Sure. Oh, oh he's, like a, he's not like going to be drafted for that situation. Yeah, and I don't sure. think he'll ever be the guy anywhere. Yeah. But I do think he's somebody. That like he reminds me sort of like uh can he be a Chase Daniel? That's exactly who I was thinking of, Chase Daniel. Like, well, think about like you know Landry Jones and and um oh I was forget OSU's quarterback um um Brandon Whedon. No, uh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Like they were able to go and be in NFL teams for years mm-hmm. before they were ever. Made a great living. Yeah, made a great living. But at some point, the quarterback goes down, and you have to go in and show whether you can do it or sure. not. And, yeah, you got to be ready. Right. I mean, and it's the same thing. You know, it's, oh, what's the guy from North Carolina that was with the Bears? Um, started out, uh, he was really high draft pick. Um, quarterback? Quarterback. Before Justin Fields. Oh, uh, uh, Trubisky. Tr- Mitch Trubisky. Like, he got thrown in the spotlight really fast and didn't adjust. You're right, though. Dylan needs to go somewhere where he can, whether it's a practice squad or just a backup for a couple of years, 
and just learn the NFL, like that's his best chance for success. And I do think it's he'll not get coming an back to college for an. He, he'll definitely year. he'll get drafted. Yeah, he's good enough to get drafted. I mean, I hope, Ian I Book does. got Ian Book got drafted yeah. a couple years. I hope ago. Drake gets drafted. That'd be fun. I do, but I also think that uh, it wouldn't hurt to just pick where you want to go. Yeah, sure. For him, yeah. Patriots. I would go to the 49ers if I were him. Well, that'd be awesome. I mean, everybody would want to go to the 49ers. No, I know. I'm just saying I think Kyle Shanahan would find a way to use him. Well, maybe. Well, there's too many of of those type of receivers with the Rams right now, but Cooper Cup can't can't stay healthy. So, All right. uh, I think we've reached some breaking news. Oh, really? Former police officer Derek Chauvin uh, convicted of killing George Floyd. Maybe you heard of it. Seriously injured in a knife attack in prison. Mm. So there you go. I know, I, they call well, I know. I knew that kids. George is a big Derek Chauvin guy. <laughs> Didn't you go as him as a, a sexy Derek Chauvin at <laughs> Halloween? I don't even know what that would look like, but I don't want to see it. All right. Uh, thank you for the what? beers, Eddie. Uh, appreciate it. You uh, bet. No uh, problem. Thank you to George. Uh, thank you for being with us all season. Uh, and wherever we go in the bowl game, if it's not in Arlington next week, uh, Eskridge Lexus will be there for us and for you. So check him out at EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, until then, until whatever is decided OU's next game is in the postseason, uh, we will be back with another edition of the Eskridge Lexus postgame podcast right here on Soonerscoop.com.